0: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Interlinked, an initiative under the Center for New Economic Studies at OP Jindal Global University. Interlinked aims to hold nuanced conversations on the interdisciplinary nature of the problems plaguing the world today. As we hold conversations on the socio-political climate, we want to break down these intellectual barriers and look at the topics in a way that will allow us to question them from several puzzles. If you're listening to us for the first time, do take a look at our previous work. This is the first of our Starting With Startup series, which includes podcast sessions with the founders and developers of startups across the country, giving them a platform to discuss the ideas central to their work and the wide array of social issues that led to their inception. Today, we are very proud to host our first guest speaker for the series, Prishti Makijani, a multifaceted student entrepreneur. With a dedication towards ending period poverty and fostering an inclusive period positive environment, she came up with a menstrual hygiene brand called Kadira Hygiene. Spanning across India, Ghana, and Canada, Kadira has impacted the lives of 10,000 menstruators by selling eco friendly and affordable menstrual hygiene products. Through a conversation with the founder and CEO of Kadira Hygiene, This episode would explore the functioning of the venture and broader ideas around menstrual health, hygiene, inclusivity, lack of awareness, and sustainability. So, to start us off, Rishdi, the tagline of Kadira Hygiene, Bleed with Pride. How does the tagline sum up the idea behind the startup and the kind of work that you have been doing so far?
1: I think bleed with pride stands for, uh, you know, sort of smashing the taboos and myths around menstruation and instilling a feeling of pride among menstruators. I think that has been um, the reason why we started uh, Project Kadira and then went on to go ahead and start Kadira hygiene. We wanted to let, pe- like, we wanted to spread awareness and we wanted to normalize menstruation as a concept. Um, within our society and we wanted to go ahead and make this conversation more inclusive not just of menstruators but also of non-menstruators right so um which is exactly what bleed with pride was meant to signify and stand for
0: okay yes that makes sense um so drishti could you differentiate for um, our audience, what was Project Kadira and how it is different from Kadira Hygiene?
1: Right. So, Project Kadira is an impact organization where we work with different NGOs and organizations and help them provide reusable cloth pads and educational sessions. So, Project Kadira, is in its essence, works at the most grassroots level to eradicate period poverty whereas Kadira Hygiene is a D2C commercial brand that creates environment-friendly feminine hygiene products. So um, this is how both of these verticals operate separately, but the core values behind both the verticals remain exactly the same.
0: Okay, that's actually phenomenal. In fact, like the kind of work that you have been doing is absolutely groundbreaking. In fact, I was even Thank more so impressed. Much. I was mm-hmm. so impressed when I realized that you were a student entrepreneur. So what inspired you to start this venture? And what has this experience looked like as a new entrepreneur navigating between your life as a student and also an entrepreneur?
1: Um, I think, let me answer this question. I mean, let me start off by why. I do what I do. It was an incident with my house help's daughter, where lack of availability of menstrual hygiene products led her to a lot of health complications and dropping out of school. And um I stay in Delhi. So if this was the case of um somebody living in Delhi, if I could only I mean, I could only imagine how grieved the issue was in the more grassroots or more rural parts of the country, right? Um, so when I started to read up more, when I started to talk to more people, even in urban slums for that matter, um, be it urban slums, be it your, um, you know, villages and a lot more backward areas. And I realized that um, the problem is way more grave than what it appears to be. And is way more complex than how it is portrayed in, um, you know, in the mainstream media, or in fact, in mainstream media, there's very, very little that's spoken about it. So the complexity pro- of the problem is never um discussed. So that is what for me was my driving force. Where being a menstruator myself, um, I realized and I took this upon myself that I was not going to be a bystander. And let all of this happen right it was time that we as menstruators took part in these conversations became become key stakeholders in uh, making these conversations happen and also a part of these conversations wherever they were already happening right so at project kadira um what we started to do you know right from the product to the educational session we made stru- we made sure that it was a menstruators POV that was taken into account when each of these things were being um you know sort of created as well, not just delivered, but also created. And similarly with Kadira Hygiene, we made sure that you know, as menstruators, whatever our dream pad was is what we decided that we wanted to build, right? Um, so that that that's been the starting point of Kadira in general. Now, uh because this journey started in 2020, and I had just come in college at that point in time. It was initially extremely challenging to balance academics and entrepreneurship, and also not to mention, like <coughs> I mean, um, I would also like to mention that entrepreneurship in general is sort of a uh, path that's less taken, and there is no guidebook. Uh, for what you should do and what you shouldn't do or how do you go about things so initially you tend to like struggle with resources and struggle with things and struggle with the starting point so um initially I used to just uh try I I used to you know try and balance my academics then come back home um start with my research do research up to the hours and uh you know it was it was a lot of trial and error and a lot of getting it wrong um before we got our first break and before project kadira could even start even in my head for it to uh, formally conceptualize as a as a real thing it, it took a really long time and being a student that too in the pandemic time was slightly challenging
0: Okay, okay. Um, I think like your story, uh, it's one of the biggest examples of how some of the greatest projects are actually rooted in our personal experiences and stories. Um, as you were talking about resources, um, okay. could you please really tell me more about your funding and how you managed your funding towards the beginning of your project?
1: Um, I think the initial funding was personal uh savings and uh, fundraising that we had done um through friends and family. I think that's where our initial lot of funds came in from.
0: Okay, okay. That makes sense. Um so okay, so apart from like the broader and larger work that you and Kadira have been doing so far. I also find yeah. the tagline very catchy and interesting. In fact, there is this tagline that you use uh, for menstruators and by menstruators. You emphasize yeah. that the word menstruators, unlike a lot of mm-hmm. other brands uh, that sort of talk only about cisgender women with regard to menstruation. So what is the yeah. importance of inclusivity in, in menstrual health and hygiene? And what role do you think different stakeholders including the brands or advertising agencies have reference to the same
1: um i think it's it's a little sad that mainstream media again um doesn't sort of talk about menstruation in the most inclusive light and that's also because they don't want to um you know sort of come off or um sort of you know, step on the wrong foot when it comes to the mainstream audience. But I think what we forget that as brands, it is our very responsibility to educate people, um, to spread awareness and uh sort of uh you know, um how do I put it in a more better way that it, it's it is sort of our responsibility to sort of champion for inclusivity and um make people more aware so that we can uh, normalize uh, the use of menstruators as a term and also make people understand that not all who menstruate are women and not all women menstruate, if I were to put it. So um, having said that, uh, at Kadira, you know, we, we were very sure that as a brand, we did not want to... Um, not have this difficult conversation we felt that it was rather our duty and responsibility to have this conversation out in the open so that we can normalize um normalize this concept in general and which is why you will find that even on the packaging of our boxes there are statements that sort of um, you know make people think want to know more and read more and we make sure that when they go ahead and want to like know more about things and understand inclusivity in a better way we have those resources for them having said that we also did not want to um, as a brand you know use this as a marketing gimmick because a lot of brands that have started to now talk about inclusivity have started to also use it as a marketing gimmick, and what you call it as rainbow washing happens at a lot of places. So we very consciously avoid that, and we, you know, it is so much so normal that um we change the way we have our conversations, right? Uh, even during the Pride Month, Pride Month we don't turn our logo into. Uh, you know, um, into the standard, uh, you know, the marketing situation that people do, that they turn their logo into the rainbow color. That's not what we do. We uh, make sure that we, from the very start of it, be it our packaging, be it our brand messaging, be it our brand uh, establishment as general, or be it our team in general, we make sure that inclusivity is a part of all of it. And is it is ingrained in our DNA than us celebrating um folks who belong to the lgbtqi plus community just one part of the year or talking about menstruation from their perspective just one part of the year also what we need to keep in mind when we talk about menstruation from their perspective is that their experiences are different and uh it is not for us to speak for them rather give them a platform so that they feel comfortable enough to speak for themselves because you know when you when you start to uh, navigate your gender identity and menstruation comes into play and uh, childbirth and and the entire um, set gender dynamics come into play it sort of becomes very confusing and at times challenging so yeah as brands, I think it, it's just a responsibility to give them that space and be more supportive to them in their journey and make sure that they have access to these products without any form of um, discrimination. Yeah.
0: Right. I really like how you uh, basically mentioned that, you know, you don't see this as something very unique or different but this is somehow ingrained into your dna and that's how kadira runs and i think that's very basic right because a lot of Mm -hmm. other brands don't really do that and um, what i what i personally think is advertising agencies or even the media platforms have a really crucial role to play because you know like many advertisements including the ones um of like really well-known brands they have these advertisements um which only sort of choose Mm -hmm. female leads thus sort of equating menstruation to women and given that most people in India do not even have access to menstrual education or education on reproductive health media or brands sort of become the only direct source of information consumption for most people right absolutely that is the reason that is sort of the reason that you know misinformation provided by them influences what people at large think about menstruation or menstruators at large
1: exactly i think uh, we're we've seen this transition happen when in mm-hmm. ads blood was shown blue when pad yes. ads used to come out and a lot of people ended up believing that that, that was true Right. Until only very recent time. And I think we as a generation have lived through the transition where we now finally see red color liquid used to represent actual period blood. Right. Um, right. Also, another uh, very, very big myth that we see advertised is how menstru- like menstrual experience is for each menstruator. It's very different for like different people. And what is shown in ads is, you know, people jumping and dancing and, uh you know, uh, doing all sorts of activities. I'm not saying that that's not how it is, but that is not how it is for everyone, right? Again, the debate about inclusivity comes into play, right? About respecting individuality and honestly showing the very true picture of how those, um, you know, days when you're menstruating, off for a menstruator, and from their perspective,
0: right? Absolutely, I completely agree that you know menstruation is different for every menstruator. So, um, Drishti, if I was to expand on the question of inclusivity, right. um, right. Speaking speaking of it, um, you know, like let's say some menstruators need longer pads. And some really. might go through heavy flows. So how does mm-hmm. Padira take all these factors into consideration while, uh, you know, producing the packages or while coming up with the products?
1: Right. We have two pad sizes that are available. Our pads are very much capable of handling heavy flow. So um, we don't really have... um flow variations because our heavy flow pads are only ultra thin so um, by the nature of the design it is designed in a way that it can uh, sort of incorporate extremely heavy flow in a very um, compact uh, sort of style Um, talking about sizes we have two sizes that are available which is 260 and 320 mm um, which are basically medium-sized pads and large-sized pads. What you see in general is day and night. But instead for, our, like, we've not demarcated that as day and night. That's only because um, what we have seen is that people, instead of buying them as day or night pads, tend to buy them as per their uh, preference, right? Um, So for me as a menstruator, I use the 320, which is a longer pad, even during my day. Just... Because, um, that is what my personal requirement is, and I use that all days of my period. Um, uh, so yeah, so we've rather divided it in basis of sizes than um, you know, sort of day and night or, and we've made sure that the pads are very capable of handling heavy flow, and also for folks who ex- experience extremely heavy flow and. Have been diagnosed diagnosed with PCOD or PCOS and have irregular cycles, and whenever the cycle comes, the flow is extremely heavy. You should go ahead and give our pads a try. Um, they work really, really well for um uh, folks who have um you know such issues.
0: Right. Okay, that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, so Drishti moving right. on, um a recent study has shown that more than 30% of women between the age group of 15 to 24, they do not use sanitary products such as pads. Now, a large chunk of people are not using the traditional products that are being sold for quite some time now. And there is an even additional right. adoption of the new sustainable menstrual products, which Kadira has right. been trying to do, right? Um. So, yeah. do you think a lack of awareness and menstrual literacy is one of the reasons behind the same? And what, according to you, should be done to ensure that menstruators make an informed choice?
1: Um, I think um you you I think very rightly put that it is because of lack of awareness, and it's also because of lack of conversation happening, right? this is such a taboo issue that people are not like, people are extremely careful when they raise these issues i'll give you a very very basic example um you know when there is a new uh, in in a mall when a new outlet comes out how do you come to know about it one person goes sees their outlet buys a piece or two likes it or has a review or an opinion on it comes back and talks to people about it, right? This is a case of a store. Now, if I were to set it in the context of menstruation, it is an experience that most folks have been going through for most parts of their lives. But it is such an issue of shame that they don't even have a conversation amongst themselves, let alone talking about the products that they're using, right? Uh, because no matter how much brands or external folks champion for it, it is, you know, what actually helps bring this conversion are local community conversations, right? I, I as a brand, can constantly keep screaming um, and advocating the use of menstrual cups or, let's say, um you know, cloth pads or, let's say, uh, biodegradable pads or, other options are tampons that are available. But until and unless somebody from within that community, that one person who's willing to take that chance, tries it and comes back and is willing to have that conversation within the community doesn't do that. That, like, that change or that switch to sustainable period products will not happen, right? So it all sort of links back to the shame and taboo around the subject
0: absolutely right. i completely agree that it's a stigmatized issue i uh, i don't know about you but at least in my school this used to be an issue that you can't really talk around anyone and i'm sure a lot of girls like me had gone through the same and it's honestly exactly. really sad
1: exactly it's just that um yeah. and you know what what we do also do at kadira um mm-hmm. But we we do this for a very, very different segment, right? Because uh, you know, the acceptability and adaptability of products is still much more uh, in an urban set urban setting, right? In a in a tier one city, it is much higher. But the moment you come to tier two or tier three city, let alone sustainable menstrual menstrual products, the use of product only doesn't happen. Right? And the issue is exactly the same lack of conversation lack of acceptance about their own body there the issue is even more complex why because they are completely unaware about their anatomy they don't know what's happening in their bodies so what we at project kadira also do is that we make sure we make them aware about what is happening in their body? What is menstruation? We, we go back to a very basic question. Ki, hai hai kya? What is it? Right? And then we make them explain that it is just blood. It's a blood that's coming out of your body. It's a pure form of blood. It is no way going to make you impure. And that's when it starts to normalize a little. And then they slowly start to understand that we need to use a product. And this will help us only. It will ease our experience only. because. Before the before us instigating a conversation, they had never uh, talked to each other about how they felt, right? Because it was such a hushed issue. Which is why they never spoke about products.
0: Right, it is actually so sad that something so basic to the functioning of your body is something you are taught to feel ashamed about. You grow up being ashamed about. And that's just that, sad. Yeah. yeah. Um, so moving on, Drishti, Um. there has been a debate in many countries to make period products free for menstruators. In fact, Scotland hey. has made this a law. If period products are made free in all countries, what would that mean for Kadira And how would you navigate them?
1: Um. Uh, you know, period products... Uh, making peer products free is, is rather a great initiative and what it really means is that instead of people buying it from us, it will be government buying it from us and distributing it. So, um, I I mean, uh, I don't think much changes for us as brands except for the scale of uh, the order is going to be much larger that we would have to fulfill And, uh, you know, multiple brands will have to come together to fulfill this need. And yeah, and I think um, the prices also will sort of look a lot more different than they do today. Like the unit economics is going to slightly change. Um, But yeah, I think apart from that, um, I don't see much changing um, in that regard.
0: Okay, okay, that actually makes sense. It's actually a great initiative, and it's so disheartening. Absolutely, think, uh, right? Go ahead, uh, go
1: ahead. So
0: it's, it's so disheartening to think that one of the basic necessities that you need that is sold at such high prices. In fact, uh, for so long, there was this tampering tax um, on these products yeah. because they're almost seen as luxury goods, which I don't really understand. Which is
1: even um, today, good. you know, if you look at brands, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the brands like, uh, you know, sort of place their products as premium products. And this is something that I always say, what do you mean by a premium sanitary pad? I have never understood it in my life. And I don't think till death I will be able to understand. Yeah. Right. Is- a basic good quality pad that does not have chemicals and is fragrance free and is good for the environment and doesn't give you any form of rashes or irritation. Should be made affordable. And that is also the responsibility of brands. Right? That exactly. there is oh, that's the responsibility for like us to sort of invest that money into innovation solutions where we can make such products um available at large scale at affordable rates. And this is what we do at Kadira: we make quality care products affordable to most people. Right. We work on accessibility, affordability and awareness as a brand.
0: That's actually amazing, Drishti. Um Thank you. So, thank you, Drishti, for joining us today. Your work is truly inspiring as it has impacted the lives of innumerable menstruators. I hope Kadira reaches even more people to end period poverty and foster a healthy life for menstruators and period positive environment. And as you say, all menstruators should be with pride. Thank you, Rishti. Thank you so much for having me here today. It was a pleasure talking to you.